Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. It's a great day, folks. This is a great day. Well, do you want unconditional power? Do you want to learn how to maximize your power? If you do, you want to stay tuned for today's show. Because my guest is going to give you a system for thriving in any situation, no matter how frustrating, complex, or unpredictable. I have my dear friend, Stephen Gaffney, as my special guest today. And he's going to inspire, empower you, and propel your success to the next level. Well, you know, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. It's forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I did not seek it. No, I did not choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer. If I lose it, give account. If I abuse it, just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it. I'm grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity to be on with you, each and every one of you, wherever you are around the world, and let you know that I am grateful for you. I am grateful for the fact that you have made time in your schedule today to be a part of this program and this process. And I, uh, I am excited and humbled by the fact that you would make time to be with me. And second, I want to encourage you to continue to do what you've been doing, sharing this show with your friends, your family members, your coworkers saying, hey, you need to listen to Dr. Willie Jolly's show or his podcast because he brings the best and the brightest guest every week. So I thank you for that, folks. Then, you know, I take a moment to do that God's minute and thank God. I take a moment every show to thank God for life and strength and health. I am grateful for life and strength and health. Even though I've got a little horse throat, I've had a cold, but I am still good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. And so I am grateful for good health. You know, I say it every week, God's gift to you is life. Your gift to God is what you do with your life. So do something extraordinary and give God some glory for it. And then I want to thank our sponsor, Truist Bank. Truist is a bank that has made a commitment. You had two equals, BB&T 
and SunTrust, who decided to merge a, a merger of equals to create this great new bank. And they focused on one thing, caring for others. And when you start with care, you build a different kind of bank. And that's what they've done. So I want you to go to truest.com, T-R-U-I-S-T.com. Check them out and you will be amazed at what they're doing for people around the country to help them get in homes, help them with their businesses and help communities. Truest.com. Well, my special guest today is a dear friend. He's a dear friend. We've been friends for 30 years and and he is one of the most brilliant thinkers you'll ever want to hear from. He is a brilliant guy. He's a fantastic friend. He is a leading expert on increasing business profits through honest communication, change management, and high-performance communication with teams. He's an author, speaker, and he is a selected and trusted advisor for many corporations. He has worked directly with many, many Fortune 100 companies from Amazon to Marriott to Allstate Insurance and many U.S. government and military organizations. He is a best-selling author. And if you've read my books, just about every book I quote him, I quote something from him because he's such a great thinker. And his information is so spot on. He is the author of the book, Just Be Honest, the author of the book, Authentic Communication Strategies That Get Results, and, uh, and then Honesty Works, Real World Solutions for Common Problems at Work and Home, Be a Change Champion, and co-author of Honesty Sales, How to Make More Money and Income uh, investor income business profits. He is a brilliant man. He has a brand new book. This book is awesome. It's called Unconditional Power, a system for thriving in any situation, no matter how frustrating, complex, or unpredictable. Yeah, my guest is the one and only Stephen Gaffney. Stephen, it's so good to have you, my friend. Thanks for having me. Well, I gave them the thumbnail sketch of who you are. I always like to let people hear where you came from, how you got to be one of the great speakers, one of the great authors, one of the great thought leaders. You didn't start that way, did you? I mean, it, you know, many people think that someone like you would have started with uh, being the oratorical uh, president or a uh, uh, guy in your in your kindergarten class, but they didn't start like that. You had some challenges. Please tell people your story. Yeah, it definitely didn't begin that way. Uh, so when I was three and a half, I still wasn't speaking correctly. And my parents thinking there's obviously a problem. Like I would say, you know, instead of saying milk, I would say muck. You know, something was off. Right. And so they, they took me to a, a doctor and the very first doctor looked at me, said a few things, did a few tests and said he's mentally retarded. Now, I know that's not politically correct to say, but it's what happened. OK. Wow. So. Um, my mom and dad were obviously very upset and they're like, oh my gosh. And then my grandmother is a teacher. Um, she said, you know, why don't you get a second opinion? So the second opinion, the doctor did the right test, the proper test and realized that my ears were blocked by infection. So I wasn't hearing things correctly. Anyway, I got it corrected. And then, you know, then I was behind. So then I had to go to Easter Seals to learn how to speak. 
And then as a result of that, I was thinking, you know, I'm behind and in the slower classes, I'm thinking, oh, I'm stupid. And then I was a scrawny kid and picked on and whatever. So anyway, the whole thing, and I can tell more about this, but but the result is I didn't begin in a very strong way. Definitely didn't begin in a way that connected with a lot of people. In fact, I didn't have very many friends going up and, and I was bullied a lot. And then I, we can talk about what happened. There was a moment in time that actually this all uh, changed. But What happened? Um, so in college, so pretty much went all the way up through college and then, in, excuse me, into college. And in freshman year of college, I, I got into a fraternity and I'm thinking, William, I'm thinking, finally, I'm accepted. This is going to be great. And a fraternity brother said to me, you know, we, 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 you know, we asked you to be part of this. We uh, accepted you because um, we kind of feel sorry for you. And mm. I was crushed. I was like, oh, gosh. But the light bulb finally went off in my head. And I thought, look, wh what is it? Why is this problem been plaguing me the whole life about connecting with people? So I started to notice why some people and, and took note of why some people were popular and socially acceptable. And I was always having difficulty. And I decided to no longer blame other people, but really accept responsibility for where I was at. And I, you know, my father's an engineer by trade, and I never thought of myself exactly along what he does, but I realized I kind of have an engineering mindset. And I diagnosed what were the specific things I was not doing that other people were doing. And I came up with a, a few key things and, you know, when, when a few key things for me to actually do that, you know, were, you know, source back into problems. And I changed those things about myself. And by junior year in college, I became president of my fraternity. Wow. And, and so the reason why I'm saying this is people could say, well, who cares? You know, it's college. It's years ago. But that was a moment in time when it realized, you know what? If we learn certain things, we can change our life. You know, we're, as, as you know, Willie, we're all in the personal development, uh, changing world and trying to make a difference out there. And when we teach people specific things, they can change things. So I realized that if we just know the key ways to change things, it can really alter our life. So in other words, there's no excuse for us not to be successful. There are people out there, there are experts out there, myself, yourself, and other people, that when we study them and we learn what they're doing, and we learn what to do, we can change our life. Mm, mm. And that's what you did. Absolutely. And so, well, yeah, yeah, and then I kind of, uh, I, you know, I, I had a series of jobs after that and were unsuccessful that I basically stumbled on this profession and it became, you know, I, I really loved it. And, you know, and the breakthrough my, was with my business was when I discovered a nine step formula on how to have honest communication with anyone. How do you resolve issues with anyone? So I developed these nine steps, which we can get into as well. And when people did those steps, they transformed their marriage, they transformed their work situations by having these difficult conversations. And so, and then I've kind of from there become like the formula guy. I've developed all kinds of formulas like for high achieving teams, developing a powerful culture, strategy, and all these kind of things. But the key thing is, what are the specific steps? And then doing that to change the way we look at things that ultimately produce the results we want in life. Wow. Wow. Well, you have done that and you've done it with a flair. Okay. You've done it in an incredible way because I have seen it firsthand. Cause we were in a group together for many years and he was struggling in his business for a long time until he figured it out. Once he figured it out, 
it just exploded. I mean, this guy just started doing these things. And I said, wow, look at how he has developed and built his business after struggling for a long time in his business and has built a very, very great business that is global and people want his thinking all over the world. And so what we want to talk about in this program is how he did it and some of the principles and, and lessons that he shared, and as well as some of the principles that will help you to get unconditional power. I want people to know this book, Unconditional Power. I love the, the cover, A System for Thriving in Any Situation for, for uh, You to Grow No Matter How Frustrating, Complex, or unpredictable. Now, uh, I want to start with a couple of the things that are powerful, I think, in this book is you talk about moods. And why don't you tell us what the book is, the principle, because you start off the book saying, what kind of mood are you in today? And uh, I want you to think about it because it makes a difference on your success. Tell a little bit about that. Thank you. So have you ever noticed that when we're in a good mood, we're actually smarter? We actually are smarter. For example, when we're in a down mood and stressed or, you know, lack of sleep or whatever it is, and somebody throws us a problem, we're like, oh, here we go again. Right. But when we're in a good mood when we're feeling confident, feeling powerful. Somebody throws us a problem and we're like, I'm not sure how to handle it, but I know we're going to get this handled. And right. so what I started to realize is when people were in a good mood, um, they it makes a difference in their life. So really what leaders need to be conscious of, what we all need to be conscious of, is our mood because our mood impacts other people's mood but also the mood of the round of the people around us as a whole so the book is all about how what to do about that how did you change that mood that mindset and there were three moods or mindsets i discovered the first is the hold that thought hold that thought what we're going to do before i want this is called a cliffhanger i want people to hang on because you're going to give the three moods that people should know and i want them to get a chance to get a pen or pencil or uh pull out their phone or the ipad or whatever it is they take notes on because we're going to take a quick break then we're going to come back he's going to give you this information that's going to impact and empower your life so get ready for this great information from my friend stephen gaffney this is dr willie jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show. And for sure, the best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me when you need me. up the phone you can call and call me, me. Are you ready to revolutionize your relationship with money? I'm Brian Ford, a financial wellness expert. And I'm Bright Dixon, an expert in positive psychology. Together, we host Money and Mindset with Bright and Brian, a podcast from Truist Bank that's all about exploring the relationship between your money, your mindset, and your well-being. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts or truest.com 
forward slash money and mindset podcast. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, host of the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. The smart first step to buying a home is knowing how much you can afford. A truest mortgage professional can help you understand that in just a few minutes. Connecting with a lender first helps you to be more confident in your search. Truest offers loans that can help you become a homeowner with a low down payment. The best way to find out if you qualify for a low down payment loan is to talk with a truest mortgage professional. Visit truest.com slash mortgage truest dot com slash mortgage to see current rates to get a sample mortgage payment using their calculator and find resources to help you buy a home talk to a truest mortgage professional about your loan options having that relationship in place can help you find the best financing options available to you truest bank is an equal housing lender when you start with care you get a different kind of bank truest bank and we're back this is dr willie jolly with the willie jolly wealthy way show and podcast around the world and if you're in another part of the world other than the united states i always ask send me a note let me know you heard this program wherever you are just send me a note at info at willyjolly.com i-n-f-o at willyjolly.com w-i-l-l-i-e-j-o-l-l-e-y.com well my guest is uh stephen gaffney and stephen gaffney is a thought leader. He is a thinker's thinker. He is a best-selling author. He's the leading authority on honest communication. And if you've read any of my books, I think I have quoted him in each and every one of my books about the fact that things he says are so profound, like how you got to get the unsaid said. Oh, I think that's so profound. I think it's so profound when you're in an organization or how you have to learn to get people to talk because what they don't say can hurt you more than what they can say if you don't know it. Stephen, uh, you were getting ready to give us some really great tips about moods and how people can grow their success with this mindset that they can change their moods, which will help them to grow their decisions and then this, the, the actions that they take. Sure. So there's three moods I discovered. The, the first kind of mood is a powerless mood. That's the mood where we say, you know, what difference can I make? I'm only one person here. I'm only one person in the organization, one person in the team, or even at home. Right. The second kind of mood is a conditionally powerful mood. That's where we recognize we have some power, but it's conditional on other things or other situations or other people. For example, somebody saying, well, I can get that done as long as I have more resources, as long as I have more money, as long as I have the right team. In other words, it's always conditional on other things that are outside myself. But the desirable mood, the mood that all great leaders in history have had, and all great achievers have had, is being unconditionally powerful. Unconditionally powerful means that we recognize their conditions, their legitimate conditions, but we spend 100% of our energy on what we're going to do about it. Can't always change the stimulus, but we can always change our response. What are we going to do about it? So when you look at history, when you look at all great organizations where 
People have made significant difference. They've said, look, it is what it is. So what are we going to do about it? Which sounds so obvious, but you hear day in and day out where people are blaming and belly aching and all kinds of things that are beyond their control instead of focusing on what they're going to do about it. Well, what I discovered is when people are faced with challenges, they slip to the conditional and powerless state. But great leaders get people moving back to the unconditionally powerful state. So the book is about recognizing this and then what to do about it. I say in my book, a setback, setup for a comeback. I can't control what happens to me. I cannot control what happens around me, but I have complete control over what happens in me. And I choose to be happy. I choose to be successful. And I choose to be an empowered person that makes things happen. That's a choice. And so you're right. Now, oh, my question to you, Stephen, is this. Difference between a mood and an attitude. Please give me some insight into that. Well, the way I'm, I'm looking at mood and the way it's presented is how we feel. All okay. Right? Attitude could be more cerebral. The point here is perspective. So whether okay. we put mood, whether we put attitude, the key is our perspective. And the reason why I'm so excited about identifying these three areas is because now having taught this, and the, incidentally, the book is based on what I've been doing for these major corporations. So I just didn't think about it, you know, off in my office and then suddenly write about it and then speak about it. I, I've been speaking about it and I decided to write about it. But I've learned a lot from what my clients have said, how they've used it. And one of them is to uh, really how prevalent conditionalism is. Just like- What is conditionalism? Conditionalism, what, that's, a, that's a big word. What does that mean? Conditionalism is the state of being conditionally powerful. It's mm. where we say, I can get that done as long as, as long as this happens. You know, as long as we get the right client, as long as we have the right marketing. Or here's something that salespeople and easily, it's easy fall tra- uh, to fall into. Well, if we had the right marketing material, if we had the right a bonus structure, it's always if. And it, again, unconditionally powerful doesn't mean those aren't legitimate things to talk about. It just means focus on what you can control. And by doing that, you can impact other people. So um, what I've learned by that is around conditionalism. The other thing that my clients have said that um, really have been um, helpful as I've continued to teach this is they like this terminology much better than victim. So victim can get people defensive. They don't want to identify with. But we can all identify sometimes in our life feeling powerless. We can all identify at times in our life feeling conditionally powerful. And of course, we can also hopefully identify states of when we are unconditionally powerful, which is about doing that on demand rather than by accident, right? So how do we make this happen? But it's getting out of the the frame of victim, which is a lot of stuff out there, highly charged, and people don't want to identify with. And I don't find it particularly a useful term anyway. I agree. I agree. There's a lot of victim mindset uh, activity Uh, blame the victim, excuse making, and it keeps us from being all we can be and all that we can do. And if you thought to dwell on that, and what is the great saying? Excuses are the tools of the incompetent. Those who achieve them achieve very little else or who master that master very little else. So uh, I, I I am very empowered by your thinking in this Unconditional Power book. And so what made you write this book? What made you come to this? What made you want to share this? I love talking about this because this is another area that didn't come easy for me. And so I write about in the book that I have suffered from moods. And so it's not that I've been clinically depressed. I don't mean, you know, and I know sometimes people have severe states like that, 
but I would be kind of subject to the whims of my mood. And so what I mean mm. by that is, you know, sometimes I would feel down and, you know, eventually I pick myself up. But what I started to think about, and actually, Willie, you've been a big influence in my life because mm. ever since I've known you and I talk about, I think, and you actually are in the book, but it's like, um, it's, uh, it's the idea of that when you present yourself, how you are with everybody is you're like, Hey, how you doing? You always begin with energy and you get out there. And so you always begin in a good state of mind. And that really does influence other people. So mm. I started to think, why are some people seemingly always in a good mood, good spirits? And why am I sometimes in a good mood or spirits? Eventually, I'll get into a powerful mood. But what if I could do this on demand rather than by accident? So wow. I started to study people. Why is it some people are that way continually like yourself? And some people are not and have suffered from this. And so I came up with nine specific strategies that I was able to identify. One of them is how we frame a situation. And there's a whole part of the book about reframing, right, which we've heard about. And I've identified three ways to reframe a situation so we get into action and as we see powerful. But why? I what do you mean by reframe? I know what it means. But tell me if somebody didn't know what it, how to reframe what that means. So whenever we're looking at a problem, we look at it as a certain perspective or a frame around it. If you change right. the frame, right, you change the perspective, it changes the way we look at it. Let me give you an example. And um, we are faced with um, a lot of stress in our life. We're overwhelmed. We have a lot of things coming at us and we can be in an overwhelming, complex, stressful state. We can reduce the frame and reducing the frame would have us say, OK, while, while there's all these things to do, I'm going to focus on the number one thing that will move my business or I'm having mm -hmm. problems in my marriage. All right. There's a lot of problems. But what's one thing I can do that will really start to make a big difference? Like listening. Right. That's something that if or appreciation. Right. Right. Counting your blessings. Mm -hmm. and stuff. But if you take a problem, what happens is people get overwhelmed. But if you reduce the frame and as leaders, great leaders take complex problems and they reduce it. So it's actionable to people. So I work with a lot of organizations that are going through massive transformation. And I see some leaders. It's, it's like their strategy. Everything is just it's overwhelming. And so people are just, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? But great leaders say, look. Well, we have a big road ahead of us. This is what we're going to focus on. I want you to focus on these three things. Or if you're having somebody who's not doing well on your team, you can give them a whole bunch of criticism. Or you could say, look, while there's a lot of problems, I want to simplify and I want you to focus on two things. I want you to focus on being kind to others in the workplace. And I want you to respond to emails within 24 hours. Mm. I'm not saying those are the two right activities, but that's something that somebody could feel like they could wrap their head around and right. then they build momentum and they start to come out of there. So the way we're framing it, another way is enlarging the frame and then you can change the frame. All of that we can look at. But there, if we change the way we look at something, it can make us go from unconditionally uh, powerful or powerless to unconditionally powerful, which is really where we want to be. Reframe. Now, I love that. And I talk about that in a number of ways. Uh, and one of our guests was on recently, Delatoro McNeil's talked about uh, how you reframe when you look at what you have to do, all the things. He said, rather than saying, I have to take my kids, I get to. 
take yeah. my kids to the to school every day. Or I have to go to work. I get to go to work. And I reframe often in my speeches, particularly when I'm talking to people who are going through grief or the loss of a loved one. I tell them, I want you to reframe what I or use what I do and reframe when I hear that I lose someone I, I like or love or care about. I say, I have to make a decision. Do I curse because a rose bush has thorns? Or do I celebrate because the thorn bush has roses? Do I curse because they're gone? Or do I celebrate because they came this way? Once you make that choice, it changes your perspective. So we talk about reframing. We talk about changing your perspective. But then you go into a lot of other points and parts about this book, about how to become unconditionally powerful. You talk about how to control your input, because we both know that input determines output. And then you talk about you have to feel sometimes the pain and then decide how you will make that pain your gain. And last but not least, you talk about one of the other nine is you share wins, you share values, you share your blessings because you focus on the good rather than the bad. You learn to change your focus from the negative to the positive to the blessings rather than the things you might think are curses and that has an impact on your being and on your perspective and on your future hey look we got so much more to tell you with Stephen Gaffney you stay tuned folks because there's a lot left to come and this is Dr. Willie Jolly we're going to stop for station identification we'll be right back you're listening to Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways show Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life. Or a setback is a setup for a comeback. Or turn setbacks into greenbacks. Or chicken soup for the soul. Or an attitude of excellence. Or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. And now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store. Get some of the audios, the videos the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways show and podcast around the country, around the world. And I'm grateful for each and every one of you. I want to encourage you to go to winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com, get some of the free resources. You know what we do in our business. We help people to win more. We help them to turn their setbacks into comebacks. We help them to do so with an attitude of excellence. We help them to win 
more in every part of their life and their marriages and their relationships and their business and their family situations. So if you want to win, go to winwithwilly.com. I want to take a moment to talk about another great winner, and that is our sponsor, Truist. Truist is a great company and a great friend and a great supporter of this show. And they have been committed to helping people get homes because they know that it's important to help people get into their own homes. And knowing how much you can afford is an important part. A truest mortgage professional can help you understand that in a few minutes, connecting with a lender first helps you to be more confident in your search. Truist offers loans that can help you become a homeowner with a low down payment. The best way to find out if you qualify for a low down payment loan is to talk with a Truist mortgage professional. Visit Truist.com slash mortgage. Truist.com slash mortgage to see current rates. Get a sample mortgage payment using their calculator and find resources to help you buy a home. Talk to a Truist mortgage professional about your loan options. Having that relationship in place can help you find the best financing options available to you today. Truist Bank is an equal housing lender. When you start with care, you build a different kind of bank. Truist Bank. My special guest today is my dear friend, Stephen Gaffney. He is a world-class, world-renowned speaker, leading expert on increasing business profits through honest communication, change management, high-performing teams, and he's an author, speaker, and trusted advisor. Works with Fortune 100 companies like Amazon, Marriott, Allstate. He is a best-selling author of numerous books, and he's helped many companies, Lockheed, Raytheon, SAIC. He is in demand all over the world, and people want his thinking because he is a guy who will give you strategies that will help you to think different, just frame the, 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 the situation better and to be able to grow from it. Uh, Stephen, I also want to share that you are a cancer survivor, thriver, not just survivor, thriver. And that's you even write about that in the book. And I was very impressed that you shared that. Share some of the, the lessons that you learned to help you get through those challenging times when you were diagnosed with cancer. Well, actually, thanks, uh, Willie, for bringing this up, because it actually deals directly with what we're talking about around these three powerful states, you know, are, are powerless, conditional and unconditionally powerful. So in 2009, I got diagnosed with cancer. Now, fast end of the story is I'm completely fine. But also in 2009 was the Great Recession. And so there's a lot of things that are happening right then. And so I couldn't change that I had cancer, but I could change how I responded to the cancer. I couldn't right. change that I, you know, the economy was down, but I could change on how I responded to the economy. So using the principles that we're talking about, I focused 100% of my energy on what I'm going to do about the situation with no excuses. And from that year on, we've had our best years in business. It's not about being smart per se. It's more about focusing and spending our 100% of our energy that's within our control. Also, the way, and it goes back to even about reframing and some of the other strategies we talked you can talk about, but, but that's, you know, a big takeaway out of that, that experience, you know, and it also deals with something else around even reframing every problem. Um, there's an opportunity. Yeah. So every problem, there's an opportunity. Now I don't subscribe that every problem is a good thing, right? Some people say, Oh, it's always a good thing, you know, and I, you know, that's way above my pay grade. But what I do subscribe <laughs> is that every problem, there's an opportunity. So for right. example, if business is down, what's the opportunity when I have cancer, I'm not glad I went through cancer, but it was the opportunity to hit reboot in my life, to recalibrate many things, 
to change the way I viewed things. I tended to not put things off and live much more in the moment now as a result. There's a lot of things that you do. So when people are faced with things, whenever you're, are you focused on the problem? Are you focused on the opportunity? That's a reframe. That's a refocus. Right. And so that's really critical. So for example, if you're leading an organization and we lost, a, you, know, you lost a big client, you lost a big contract or something didn't go your way. We can say, oh, well, you know, things will be better next year or um, it's not really a problem. I would say it is a problem. Now, what does this teach us? What's the opportunity in there? Gosh, we placed all our eggs in that one basket. My gosh, they, they didn't go with us because they didn't really understand what was our value proposition. Let's retool that. What is it and how do we become stronger because of these problems, not weaker or going back to the status quo? This is why I'm not even a big fan of, and this will be a little bit controversial. I'm not a big fan of resilience. I'm a big fan of perseverance. Mm. To me, just means you kind of get back to where you were or to be resilient with the situation. I don't believe we want to be resilient. We want to persevere. No one's excited to say, well, let's kind of just resolve the problems. But we are excited to be, let's be better than we ever were before. And that's about perseverance. And that's what you've done. You did it through cancer. You did it through uh, building your business. And now you are able to help others to do the same. Well, you were talking about these nine PowerPoints, and one of them is reframe. Why don't you give us another one? So another one is intentional disruption. Intentional disruption is where you can feel a conversation or a situation is going to be conditional or powerless. In other words, people start complaining. Well, right. there's complainers, three- right, right. Wah, 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 right. You see where it's going, right. <laughs> yeah, what we both have found if you just say, stop complaining, that doesn't work. Or, right. I, 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 or as Les Brown says, when you complain, 80% of the people don't care and the other 20% glad it's not them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, so what can we do? We can intentionally disrupt the pattern. So here are three great questions. You can use whether you're leading an organization, participating, or even at a dinner. And I'll share with all the kind of applications. What would you suggest is one. So, um, you know, somebody starts complaining. You just say, well, what would you suggest? What are you going to do? What do you think the next step is? If you keep mm. asking that question, it has them refocus on solutions. They have to. Mm. Um, right. And it works like a charm. I was doing a session for the U.S. Navy. And uh, they started, you know, in the middle of the session, they were complaining about the leadership and of this one area in the Navy. And so I said, given that you are the only person you can control, what would you suggest? And Willie, they kept complaining. Mm. Let me ask it again. Given that you are the only person you can control, what would you suggest? What would you what where do we go from here? It took about two, three times for me to intentionally disrupt that pattern. But eventually somebody said, you know. We could um, communicate a lot better. We could start offering solutions. And then somebody said, yeah, we need to stop complaining and really be more participating about how we can help. Um, and so the room just shifted. And all I did mm. was actually disrupt through what would you suggest, a version of that. Another what would you question. suggest? That's a great question. Here's another great question. Um, what would it take for you to agree? So you ever present an idea and somebody goes, well, I disagree. And then you go, well, you shouldn't because it's a good idea. Why not say, what would it take for you to agree? Or how about this one? You're sitting Say that again, Stephen. Say that again. 
you could say, so what would it take for you to agree? You know, what would it take for us to move forward? How do we, how do we get agreement here? Okay. So the second question is, what would it take for you to agree? And so versions of that would be, what would it take for you to be open to what I'm saying? Mm. Here's an application. You're sitting in a meeting and you're not even leading the meeting. And people are kind of going at each other and it's not seemingly moving forward. You could say, well, um, so I have a question. It seems like we've got a, a couple different ways to view this. What would it take to get agreement here? Or you present an idea to your boss and your boss says, no. Well, what would it take for you to reconsider? Or how about this? Somebody who's not coachable. You say, what would it take for you to be open to what I have to say? Mm. That question disrupts the mind and goes into solution. The third great question I found is, can you live with it? Can you, mm. just can think, you live with it? <laughs> just think about how much time we've wasted on conversations where it's not a big deal breaker or people get so attached to their ego and you just say, I understand you may not like it, but is it a deal breaker? Can you live with it? So can I share a real quick story about this? Cause it's, yes, please. So I was doing a session for the, uh, the Marines and um, there uh, I was teaching the facilitator, this, these three questions. And the assignment was to get everybody in the room to agree to a certain action item. And there were about 30 people in the room. Everybody agreed except one person. So he said, what would you suggest? And the lady said, I, I don't have a suggestion. He said, what would it take for you to agree? She said, I, I don't know. And then he said, well, can you live with it? She looked around the room and she said, you know what? I can. I don't like it, but I can move forward with this. So I asked her later on the side. I said, what was it like being asked those questions? She said, you know, these are good questions to ask people, but it's also a good question to ask yourself. Because mm -hmm. when he said, what would it take? For, what would you suggest? Didn't have an answer. What would it take for a degree? Didn't have an answer to that. But when he asked me, can I live with it? It disrupted what was going on in my mind. And I looked around and I thought, why am I holding this up? I don't agree with it. I don't think it's the right direction, but it's not a deal breaker. It's okay. Maybe they see something I don't see. I can live with it. These wow. questions can disrupt any conversation and get people in an unconditional, powerful state. In fact, these questions are so powerful. That I'm not, unfortunately, that big on uh, social media. I mean, I'm an, a fan of it, but we haven't done it that well. But we, um, but we posted these a video of these three questions on, and, and we received over a half million views just wow. on these questions because it obviously resonates with people. But here's the point: the point is never be um, sitting there and being upset of, and, and sitting back in a conversation. Take action and ask these questions and disrupt the pattern to an unconditionally powerful state. Wow. 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 Unconditional power. Uh, Stephen, before we go any further, uh, where can people get the book? Oh, thanks. So they can go to Amazon. I mean, they can get it through our website and whatever. But one of the easiest ways is if they go to Amazon. I mean, go to any any source, but Amazon has it and, you know, unconditional, powerful, uh, unconditionally powerful. And um, they can go there and grab the book. And where can people reach you if they want you to come and speak, they want you to come and do programs, or they just want to uh, book you for some coaching time? So if they go to justbehonest.com, that's our website, justbehonest.com. That's justbehonest.com. There's a form they can fill out and get more information, and then they we can set up a call accordingly or set up a call with one of my folks, whatever the case may be. If they go to justbehonest.com, but here's something else. I want, if they cite that they listen to this show, 
um, and they send us an email, we'll send them the very first book I wrote called Just Be Honest, that has the most important strategy when communicating with anyone. The most I will send them that book for free. Wow. Electronic version. All they have to do, and it, and we sell it, but I'm going to send it to them free. All they have to do is say they listen to the show um, and then send us an email, obviously, that they did so. And we'll send them the electronic version of JustBeHonest.com at JustBeHonest.com, which is our website. Wow, that's a great offer and a great, a great, great uh, uh, way for you to just uh, bless people. And it's a great book. I have the book and my son loves the book and my family loves the book. We're going to take another quick break. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show. And for sure, the best is still yet to come. We'll be right back. Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to WJSpeaks.com dot com slash billionaire 
wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and podcast with my special guest, Stephen Gaffney. Stephen, you've been telling us about the book, of the new book, Unconditional Power, and some of the principles that you have found in this book, the incredible power of mood, uh, when a mood becomes a state of being, mood discipline, and the power switch. What is that? That's, that's very interesting. Well, here's the thing. By, un- by identifying these three moods, we need to have the discipline, right? I shared with you earlier how you're a great example of this. You always get yourself in a good state, a good mood, and it's very infectious. And great leaders have to acknowledge the mood of their folks. And we just have to do something about it. You can't just, I've talked to people, they go, well, my folks are really stressed. Well, what are you going to do about it? Or they're overwhelmed. What are you going to mm-hmm. do about it? Because as I said to them, when they're stressed, overwhelmed, or upset, they're not, they're not more productive. They're not like, yeah, I'm stressed and more productive. It just <laughs> that's correct. So we have to have that mood discipline. And that's what this book is about. And it is like a switch. Because it doesn't take, you know, forever to change this. You learn intentional disruption, questions, reframing. You can change your mood and morale and, and impact and within seconds. It doesn't take it. So it is like flipping a switch, but we have to be conscious of the mood. So morale and our mood and mindset really do matter. And we have to have the discipline around that for ourselves because we impact others and have the dis- and teach the discipline to other folks, which is what I love teaching. Make the unaware aware, which is part of get the unsaid said, but the next step. Talk about that. Well, so making the unaware aware is actually bringing this distinction, powerless, conditional, unconditionally powerful to light. So I uh, having taught this for so long now, I've had clients who have said to me, I, well, I'll give you an example. Um, I had a client of mine who said, you know, there was an operational upset, a problem. And people started, came into his office and a group of them and they were complaining. And all he said was, which state of mind are we in? What mood, what perspective? People said, you know, we're being conditional. And all he said was, how would we look at this problem if we were unconditionally powerful? In other words, we're in the driver's seat of our life. What would we do? And he said, people started offering ideas. And he said, within about five to 10 minutes, they had figured out the way forward. They had figured out the solution and what they were going to do. Because they were making the unaware aware. So bring awareness around this distinction. Whether they buy the book or not, they're going to do what they're going to do. But at least take this podcast and, you know, play it for folks, show it for folks, have people aware, make the unaware aware about this. Because when we're aware, we're automatically going to become more unconditionally powerful. The reason why people are conditionally powerful is they're just not aware of that they're being this way. And they don't realize there's a whole nother dimension unconditionally powerful that is a great state of being and can achieve almost anything. 
You talk about something that has transformed my life over the years. Uh, I'm getting ready to do my one-man show again. We, we, you've been one of the biggest promoters of that or, or, or encouragers to say, Willie, you got to do this show. You got to do this show. It's fantastic. Well, we're starting again, and people can go to thecomebackshow.com. The Comeback Show is a theatrical Broadway-style show to tell how I went from being a, a broke-busted nightclub singer to becoming a best-selling author and a speaker. And the journey, and actually with music and me singing in the nightclub and the scenes of that, it's pretty powerful. But you encouraged me. But one of the things you told me to do was the magic wand <laughs> exercise. Tell us, tell people about the magic wand exercise. Well, so one way to kind of become really unconditionally powerful and look at things when we have a lot on our plate is where ultimately do we want to go? You know, right. and so if I gave you a magic wand, what would you ideally want to achieve? And a great sales question you can ask your customer, which is a good question, is if I gave you a magic wand, what would you want? And I love to add this phrase, whether or not I could do this, whether or not it could be done. Just put this aside. What would you ideally like to be done? It's amazing to me, Willie, how people are often so focused on what's in front of them and the problems. They forget to lose sight of where they're ultimately going. And where do we want to go? So another version of the magic wand question is, where would you love to go? You know, I believe love mm. is the North Star. It's the North Star in life. And I don't mean as in a touchy-feely way per se. I mean, where would you love to go? You know, when people just try this out, somebody who complains about the relationship, um, what would you love? What would you love to go? What would you love for your wife or your husband or your kids? Or what would you love for your boss to do? What would you love for the company to do? And you're going to see that people will get stopped by that. It's because they're very good at complaining, identifying the problems, but it's ultimately where you want to go. So I love the magic wand question because you're basically saying without any excuses, any limitations, where do you want to go in life? If right. I gave you a magic wand. If I had a magic wand, bing, and you, you could live. I've used that a number of times using it from Stephen, and that's why we're doing this one man show because I decided, well, what do I want to do now after COVID? What do I want to do? If I had a magic wand, I was thinking about it. I've been traveling all over the world. I've been in all in uh, uh, the best tours. I've been on the Get Motivated tour. I've traveled all over America with Les Brown and Damon John and others. But if I had a magic wand, I'd be doing my one man show every week, and that's what we did this summer, and we're now doing it uh, on an ongoing. Ex- extended uh runs for people said they liked it so much so again i'm encouraging people to go to, to thecomebackshow.com thecomebackshow.com and find out when we're going to be performing and come just come we, we've had people come from all over the country uh and just and i want to thank Stephen for his encouragement over the years to keep he said keep, keep that thing go get it go do that thing all right Stephen. uh if you and i were having lunch one day and we left lunch and went to a local University, Howard University, American University, Georgetown, GW. And we went into a business class of young wannabe business people. Tell them a few, you got us. If you're going to be successful in business and in life, here's some things you got to do. Tell us some you got us. So one is you got to have honest communication. And so it's mm. how I originally built the business. And obviously it's a foundational principle of how I work with these teams, these leadership teams and being high achieving. But what I mean by honest communication, it's not about truth or lies. The biggest problem is not what people say. It's what they do not say to each other. Mm. It's, what, it's where we say, my gosh, if they had just told me that's what was bothering them, I could have done something. If they had just told me that's what they wanted. Um, how often have you just thought, my gosh, you know, 
if they were just getting that unsaid said, in other words, they shared more, we can fix a problem. We can't fix a problem we don't know about. And here's also the other. We can't use an idea that nobody tells us. And so it's it's difficult, right? Because uh, often people, they don't feel safe to bring up the unsaid said. And sometimes people don't get the unsaid said correctly done, but and which we can all address. But here's the thing that our job in life is make people feel safe. If you make yeah. people feel safe, they'll get the unsaid said. Um, have you ever had somebody say, look, you can tell me anything. And then you give them some honest feedback and they then flip out. Then you're like, <laughs> <"No."> <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> okay. And that's you, one you gotta. The other is almost anything is possible. You know, think okay. how arrogant and egotistical it would be for me to say, I've discovered a problem that nobody has solved with 8 billion people on this planet. I have uncovered a problem and I'm faced with a problem that nobody in history has ever solved. That's just ridiculous. Odds are out there, somebody has walked exactly in our shoes, not only walked in it, but actually figured out a solution. And we live in a world in which you can Google it, chat GPT it. There's people that have written books, articles, done videos, podcasts, or whatever. There's no excuse anymore. Somebody, no matter what our problems we're faced with in life, somebody out there has a solution. Anything is possible. The key is to have that perspective, to know that it's out there and never allow things to stop you just because you don't know what the solution is. If you believe there is a solution, you're more likely to find it. In other words, belief drives actions. Actions don't drive beliefs. People who say, I'll believe it when I see it. The problem is they never see it unless they believe it. If you believe that anything is possible, you will go out searching until you find out the answer. And odds are somebody out there has walked in your shoes and figured out the answer. The job of us is to never allow anything to stop us. Go for our dreams. Go for what we achieve, what we want to achieve, because something is out there for us to solve. And the way we can do this is by looking at what's going on and saying, I'm not going to allow anybody, any situation to stop me. I'm going for what I want to achieve in life. What a way to end this conversation. That was a great, great, great. Stephen, where can they reach you? They can go to justbehonest.com. So again, if they go to justbehonest.com, mention the show, um, send us an email. They mention the show. We'll send them the very first book, justbehonest.com, um, which has that really critical distinction on communication. And uh, so, yeah, they can go there. Also, you know what else is interesting? On our website, free is Honesty Calculator. They can calculate how a problem is impacting their life. It's free. And there's also a team health calculator, all that stuff. So there's a bunch of tools that are free, but if they just go to justbehonest.com. I highly recommend everybody go and take full advantage of the offers that my friend Stephen Gaffney has shared with them. And then I want to thank Stephen. I want to thank our sponsor again, Truist Bank, bank that has made home ownership a priority and helping people in communities around America to get homes. Go to truest.com slash mortgage truest.com slash mortgage for information on how they can help you get a low down payment mortgage they will do amazing things to help you grow your wealth so remember when you start with care you build a different kind of bank truest bank and i am so grateful for their friendship their support and their uh, embracing this show because they really do want to help people grow wealth i want to thank all of you and I encourage you to share this show with your friends, your family members. I encourage you to 
let everybody you know know about the show and the podcast. And then I want to encourage you to go to winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com, get some of the resources that we have there and you'll see great resources that will inspire and encourage and empower you join us every monday night at nine o'clock on the jolly marriage show on a jolly marriage on facebook a jolly marriage on instagram a jolly marriage on uh twitter and willie jolly linkedin live and then make a point to come to the comeback show go to the comebackshow.com the comebackshow.com and we are looking now to Take it to television. So we're going to be looking for ways to take that so you'll be able to see it if you're in another country. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, for sure, for sure, your best is yet to come. Have a great day on purpose. God bless you. enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.